Production. Recorded live. All right. We're on 70474. Now, let's go to Romans 8.11. You know what? No, let's go to Exodus. Okay, right now, where? Now, 30 verse 34. Now, the Lord told Moses, take for yourself spices of stacti, anica, balbanum, spices with pure frankincense in all equal amounts. You're to make it into a fragrant incense, expertly blended, pure and holy. You're to, to grind some of it fine and to put some of it before the testimony of the tent of meeting where I will meet you, and it is, for, it is to be most holy to you. You are not to make incense that you make in this formulation for your own use. It is to be holy to the Lord for you. Anyone who makes anything like this to use as perfume is to be cut off from the people. Now, you know why I like this? It's because God, there are things that God says are for you and him, and that's it. Did you know that your faith is the entrance? It gives the, when you use your faith, it gives you entrance into pleasing God and into, his, into the holy of holies. Because, see, you can't enter in except through faith. That's just for you. You know, back when God told, he, he had spoken to me about what, was, what went on during the time of, the, uh, of, the, of, of this revival that we were to have in, in, the, in, in the 80s, coming into the 90s. And I said, Lord, what happened there? Because everyone knew that you were about to come. Everyone knew that, that it, was, it was our time, that, that you were about to do something and show up. And, and uh, what happened was, the Lord said, everybody took their faith, and instead of using it for the kingdom, they used it for themselves. And, he, and this revival just went, was going, 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 before the crescendo just dropped. And it was towards the end of what we understood as the teaching revival, where people were teaching. And so what the churches did is went and continued doing what they did before, which is to teach. And when... When this happened is that they used that which was holy. See, what we don't understand is that which we use for the kingdom. We're the beneficiaries of it. God knows that you want a house, and that you need a car, and that you need all these things. Live for him and for the expansion of the kingdom. The Bible talks about when you put him first, all these things will be added unto you. When you begin to live in kingdom, through kingdom, what we used to call back then kingdom principles, you know what it was, is that we began to use these things as if these toys were for us. Why does God want you well? Because he wants you well for the race. 
for the walk, for the journey. Why did everyone come out of Egypt healed and prosperous? Because they were about to fulfill that which God had said it was time for, which was to go into the promised land. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible says that we look back to the Old Testament as examples. As examples of what? Of what pleases God, what moves God, and where we're to be. What he likes and what he doesn't like. Why? Because all of us want to please our fathers. Did you know that there's even children who grow up in abusive homes and still want to please their fathers? When I say fathers, I'm talking about parents. Pam and I have worked with, with children that have undergone tremendous abuse. And they'll even sugarcoat the stories of what went on at home. Isn't that true, Pam? And they'll still want to go back. Why? Because there is something in the children that always want to please their fathers. As children of God, we have it in us to want to please our fathers. And so here he's talking about this, which is the time when you go into the tent of meeting, it's, a, it's an anointing that we enter into. Did you know that God also anoints you so that you can survive in his presence? What was, what was so clear about the tent of meeting? Moses would meet with God in the tent of meeting and talk to God as a man talks to a man. Isn't that amazing? When God said, watch this, watch this, watch this carefully. You know, he said, you shall not see God or die. That's people that see everybody through the lenses of just total sin. A, a man without coming into the consecration and anointing. Now watch. What did that incense do? What does incense do? What is it that spreads around the house or the, or the place? What is, it, what is it? It's not just a scent, but what, the scent is carried in the what? In the smoke. So the smoke became that cloud that purified you. That's why it had to be pure spices. And it was holy, set apart. When you entered into the tent of meeting, you were anointed to meet with God. Isn't that powerful? Did you know that your faith is an, gives you the anointing to enter into the holy of holies and sit and hear and, 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 and receive the love of the Father towards his child? It's that anointing that makes you a favored child of God. That power, the resurrection power, makes it possible for you to live in faith, to live in that, in that thing that we call grace, in that thing that we call mercy. How long, how, how long is his mercy and love for you? What does the Bible say? That his love and his mercy are what? Endure forever. I like that word endure. It doesn't say it lasts forever. It endures forever. Why? Because it carries you in your most goofy Unlawful behavior, it holds you, sustains you, and it has enduring power that doesn't fade so that we can come into the presence of God. Isn't that so cool? That's why Noah can get up off a bender and prophesy. Gets up all crudo and begins to speak for God. Isn't that crazy? Crudo means you're hungover. So I'm letting you know that this power that they talk about in the book of Ephesians, God, listen carefully, he did not call you to walk right and step right. We do that out of choice to be, what does Ephesians say? To be imitators of God, his dearly loved children. 
he wouldn't tell you to do that if it was impossible. Paul said, hey, at the end of this passage, he said, follow me the way I follow Christ. You know what he's saying? The same level of commitment that I have to God. Because you know what he said at one point? I am the chief kingpin sinner. Isn't that amazing? The things that he said. But he said, follow me. What is he saying? The same level of commitment that I follow God with, calling those things which be not as though they were. Can I tell you, you know where you start calling things which be not as though they were? I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He has set me apart and set me on high, and he has called me with an everlasting call. I am his son. I am a son of the most high God. I have been appointed, and I have been anointed, and set apart for his holy use. What am I doing? Calling those things which be not as though they were. You know that I don't always walk right and step right? Did you know that I miss it? Do you know that I fall and I fall forward? And there are times that I fall and don't want to get up. How many of you ever fall and don't want to get up for a moment? You just say, you know what? <laughs> this, this dying is just not the right business I'm in today. How many know that there's some days you just don't feel like dying? And I'm not talking about, see, you know what? <laughs> see, you know what? I like that thing that Bill Johnson would say. You know where dead people go? <laughs> Into their coffin. Everyone's going, heaven, you hear all these 2,500 people say, heaven. No, they, they enter into the call. That's what Paul said, I died. Nevertheless, I live. And you know when he said, I'm between two worlds. But I think you guys need me more than heaven does. So I'm going to stay here for a little while. You know, don't look now. But what's coming up upon us and what is upon us already, you're needed here now more than you're needed in heaven. That's why I like that. See, calling 911, Psalm 91, verse starting at verse 1, and then you come to that place where it says, with long life will I satisfy him, show my salvation. You're promised long life. And every day of that, every day of that life, you're shown his salvation. How do, you, how do you obtain that? By faith. Faith is what? Trusting what he said is true about you. You make it personal. Are you hear what I'm saying? See, this is why the resurrection power of God, everyone say life. The life of God is in me. Now, see, now we had some participators and some reluctant participators, but we're going to do it all together again. The life of God is in me. I possess life filled with the Holy Ghost and his power. That's in you all the time. All the time. 24-7. We live by faith and not by sight. So you say, not all the time. That's cool. He knows that. Just get up and keep doing it, man. I'll tell you what. How many ever sometimes just get a little overwhelmed with, what you, with, with everything that's going on around you? How many, how many have ever had that happen? Just think, ah, there's too much going on. And you just got to start giving things by faith. What I do in my mind, I just sort things. Lord Jesus, you have this one. You have this one. Holy Ghost, help me with that, which I got to do today. But just sort them out. I, I just get with him and do that. Sometimes I'll write them down and say, you know, just pass it out. Because you said you'd care for me. So guide me and lead me. And, and see, the thing is, this is a marathon. Don't ever mistake yourself that everything has to happen now. A lot of people say, that I, I want what I want. I want it now. That's rebellion. So you say, I need what I need and I need it now. That's being in need. It's a difference. But God knows that if you exercise your faith and patience, 
I need patience, Lord. You already have it. The fruit of the Spirit is in you. So begin to say, God, I need to access that which is in How do I access it? He says, then start acting on the fruit that you already possess. You know, patience, they say it's a virtue. No, you've already been given virtue. But watch. Faith is the evidence. Now watch this. In, in, in 2 Peter chapter 1, it tells you what? It tells you that we have everything that we need for life and godliness. Then you know what else he says? He says that we can walk in the divine nature through the promises of God. Then you know what else it says? Add to your faith a whole bunch of things. Virtue, power, the dunamis power of God to do what? To be valiant and full of valor. And then knowledge. That's why we search out the scriptures, because we need to add knowledge to our faith so that we know. Can I tell you something? Romans, we're going to close with this. Romans 8. We may start here on Sunday. Romans 8. Watch this. Man, we can, I, Romans 8 is one of my favorite uh, Pauline epistles, and, and especially Romans 8, because we can preach on Romans 8 for a whole year and still not exhaust it. Because I'm always finding new things. Oh, someone's eating chips back there, but anyway. Romans 8. There's greetings from Paul. Do you know that when you're reading the Bible, you find out who's talking? Greetings from Paul, a servant of the Messiah, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel, God's gospel, which he promised beforehand. Now, this is verse 1, chapter 1. I wonder if it didn't sound familiar. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in union with Christ Jesus. How many here have received Jesus in your life? There's no condemnation. Don't ever, when condemnation comes, it's not from God. Oh, that's the convicting power of the Holy Ghost. That's what people say. No, the Bible tells you to judge yourself because your heart convicts you. Don't shout me down. That's the truth. Now watch this. For the spirit law of life in the Messiah set me free from the law of sin and death. Did you know that those are two laws? Name a law that you study in school. The law of aerodynamics. What else? Newton's law. What is Newton's law? You make it, because some people may not know what Newton's law is. What did he discover? Okay. Then what is the full manifestation of that when something fell to the ground? What was the force that was holding it coming down? Gravity. So he discovered it through the use of gravity. So we have the law of gravity. We have the law of aerodynamics. One that holds you down, one that lifts you. That's why I wanted that. He was right on the right track. Like a true scientist, he was taking us through the scientific tablet. And, the, and so I had to form a hypothesis to come out with. No, I'm kidding. But watch this. We had to apply the scientific method. But watch, watch, watch. Listen. Mark brought up the gravity, that part that holds us. Esther brought up the stuff that, hold, that takes us up. That, that supersedes, this was, couldn't ask for a per, more perfect one. The law of aerodynamics lifts us and supersedes the law of gravity. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus holds you to that sin, holds you to death. But the law of the spirit of life, what is that life? That same word, life, is the same word that he said that gives you that resurrection power and get, gets you into place we understand as immortality. 
the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. I like to say it supersedes the law of sin and death. Now watch this. For what the law was powerless, everyone say powerless, powerless. to do, and it was weakened by the flesh. Watch it. God did by sending his own son in the form of humanity and condemned sin by being incarnate. In other words, he did it in the flesh so that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. In other words, he did not break any one of the laws of God. He fulfilled all of them in the flesh. Why? So that those requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us. He did it. Those requirements are not placed on us. He did it. Walk the law so that those requirements weren't placed on us. I'm going to say it again so everybody's looking at me. He followed the exact law so that we don't have to. Now watch this. So that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not live according to the human nature but according to the spirit. Well, that means that we, we have to walk by step by. No, no, no. Listen carefully. The next step. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit. To focus our minds on the human nature leads to death. But to focus our minds on the spirit leads to life and peace. So what do we do? We walk by the spirit. Watch this. What is walking in the spirit? Walking in the knowledge of his word. It's a simple thing. It goes deeper, but I'm breaking it down. So what happens is when we begin to walk by faith in his word, Knowing that we're forgiven, everyone say we're forgiven. forgiven. Therefore, we forgive like Christ did. So we don't, we don't hold anyone back either. We are walking in a state of forgiveness. What do we do? Grace keeps us there in a state of forgiveness. We are constantly forgiven by God. Did you know that the word and the blood of Jesus constantly work in us, forgiving us? It puts us in a constant state of being forgiven. That way we don't have to be whipped anymore. You know, you know what we do by faith? God. I am messing up. I repent. I change my mind. I change the way I live. I'm going to live by faith and not by sight. You know what causes you to go into tailspin more? When something radical happens in your life, when something falls apart like you don't want to, and sometimes you think, oh, my God, it didn't work the way I wanted. I didn't. You know when You start to tailspin a little bit. And then, you know what? When you're tailspinning, every action in that mode takes you lower and lower and lower. How many of you have ever been what I'm talking about? Where you just begin to say, I'm out of control. Jesus, I need you. And it can happen in one day. By next morning, you're out of the funk, and you're saying, man, I don't know what I was thinking. Anybody be, have anybody been there before? See, so now we come into a place where we apply and have faith in God's word. Say, Lord, by your stripes, I'm healed. Heal my mind. Lord, I was thinking all kinds of stupid things. I don't know why I let my mind go to those places. Lord, forgive me. I repent. I'm going to start thinking straight. I'm going to think according to your word. Well, how do you do that? Get to know what his word says. Think according to his word. We all tailspin. We all mess up. We all walk off in a different direction. But can I tell you something? Can I tell you what? You can fall forward one more. Boom. Get up. You know, God sees you so you're never going to mess up ever. Why? Because the flesh is weak. And the spirit is willing. You know what that means? Did you know that in your heart of hearts you always want to please God? How many here sometimes fall short? And so everybody stays, camps up, puts up camp, puts a fire, puts a tent over for all their sin and falls short of the glory of God. No, don't put it there. Put it over on this side where it says that I walk straining towards the mark of the high call of God. Because even though I may have fallen, the glory of God is with me because I, the righteous requirements of the law have been met and I'm a recipient of his glory. I'm a recipient of the King of kings and Lord of lords in my life. The Spirit of God lives in me. He doesn't move out because I mess up. Isn't that amazing? Is it, Pastor, why do you always go back to that? Because condemnation rules the law of sin and death. There's a greater law at work, and we're going to talk about Sunday, the law of faith, 
the law of love. You know, the Bible names them those things. That means, watch this, listen carefully. Did you know that the law of gravity and the law of lift are aerodynamic? Did you know that those laws are immutable but can be superseded? Because you apply a greater force. Science is all over the Bible, applying a greater force. That's what, that's what he was talking about, opposing forces and, 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 and so on and so forth. So science is all over the Bible, but people don't think about it because, see, we're talking about immutable laws that exist. And so there are laws that don't get canceled, yet they are superseded. Did you know that when there are laws in the books, they don't repeal the law, they just supersede the law that was written a whole long time ago? See, we're winners no matter how you look at it. You're winners no matter how you look at it. See, but we consider all things, you know, that when you have your natural talent, you consider it dumb like Paul. But when you come through that veil, that talent that you have is now redeemed, and, and, and it's powerful because we're walking in the spirit that makes us stronger than we were before. Amen. Glory to God. Father, let your word be true in our hearts. Let that which has been sown in the heart grow, bearing fruit 30, 60, 100-fold. Lord, in Jesus' name, that we may come to the realization that we stand forgiven, that we are filled with power, that we are filled with grace, that we are filled with love, that we are filled with great, uh, faith, Lord. Lead us and guide us, Father, along those lines that we may succeed in whatever we put our hand to do in Jesus' name. Favor, favor and grace are with us everywhere we go. Lord, we receive that in Jesus' name because it's so in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody else have anything to say before we just get ready to dismiss? Oh, thank you, Miha. No? All right. The Bible says that if you've received the word today in Galatians, and, and, and if you've already paid your tithes or, or actually given your tithes, that's the Old Testament where you, get, you pay your tithes, but you've already tithed, but if you receive from the word today and you place a value on it, it says to, to give towards that. And those of you who may have a, a goal in mind in your giving, because a lot of times, can I say, you know that just as much as we, receive, we act in faith when we give, we need to act in faith to receive. There's an anointing to receive and to get yourself in a posture to receive. Because some of us will say, I've been giving for a long time. No, but you also have to receive by faith. And you have to say, Lord, in Jesus' name, as I release this, I believe I receive in Jesus' name. And thank him every day for what you're about to receive because the laws of sowing and reaping are always in effect. He said, as long as there's life here on this planet, it's seed, time, and harvest. Those things never change. So as you release, don't just toss money in the bucket or in the bag. You just say, Father, thank you that I give this with purpose in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and serve the people, and we'll get ready to dismiss it. It's now 9 o'clock. Father, we pray for Rick's friend in Jesus' name. Father, we say in Jesus' name, Lord, that you prepare her heart. We curse addictions in, in her life right now in Jesus' name. And we command even the, the, the withdrawals, Father, that if she desires to be free, we say withdrawals, leave right now in Jesus' name, that you fill her with your presence and your power that supersedes the law of sin and death. And, Father, we thank you that you give her the wherewithal to, 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 to be at the right place at the right time to catch a full set of deliverance in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, all right, all right. Miss Annalisa. After you give, did you go ahead and bless the offering, please? Go ahead.
Amen. Now, now get ready for impartation. I want you to say this with me. In the name of Jesus, I participate in the death of Christ that I might live. That the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus supersede the law of sin and death in my life. I receive the faith of God. I receive the love of God. I receive the Holy Spirit to guide and lead me into all that I do. In Jesus' name, I put first the kingdom and receive the addition of all those things you've said are mine. In Jesus' name. See, now that's an impartation. Now begin to apply that in your life. You're going to see the application. See, you're going to experience the power of God that's available to those who believe. See, because you have resurrection power in you. You can do. In other words, can I tell you, I'm going to use an expression that's been overused and abused, but he has given you the can-do spirit. Because it's in him that you have a can-do spirit. It's in him. Not in natural flesh, but you have it in him. And I say that so you understand where I'm at with this. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. See? And so, amen. Father, hallelujah, bless them. May they be blessed, Father, in all that they set their hand to do. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, receive his grace. And as he lifts his countenance to you, oh, my goodness, receive, 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 and enter into that intimacy with him because the price has been paid. And receive the shalom, shalom of God, nothing missing, nothing broken. All wholeness, spirit, soul, and body. In Jesus' name, amen. You're all dismissed. Talk to your audience. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon.